Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew that there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm going to share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. This one's going to be fun. I have my dear friend and founder of one of my favorite products here today, Bridget Mallinson. Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so excited to be on the show. I'm already a devout listener. And of course, I love you so much. So this will be a great combo. I'm excited to dive right into this one. As you guys know, we are in the middle of a series where we're talking to women about their big transitions or taking the big leaps from what has been known as kind of a traditional model of doing business into following their hearts and their guts and being able to really trust themselves and do something against the grain. And when I think of women who do that, you come top of mind and I can't wait to dive in. But before we do so, can you share with the listeners a little bit about you and your story. Absolutely. So I'm a functional medicine dietitian by trade. So I went to school to be a dietitian and just a little backstory of why I wanted to be a dietitian. I was an injured athlete in high school mm-hmm. and had a, actually quite a few concussions in high school um, that really created a lot of health issues, mainly gut issues, migraines, thyroid issues. I mean, the list literally goes on stemming from poor gut health and all these concussions I had. And so I wanted to be a dietitian because I could no longer be that athlete that I wanted to be. I couldn't exercise to feel really great in my body. I had to work on my nutrition. And so I went to school to be a dietitian and in school, I realized, wait a minute, I don't really jive with everything that they're saying. You know, in traditional dietetics, it's was back then the food pyramid and you don't need supplements. You can get everything through food. And that didn't really jive with me. And I've always been someone, and this will show up later in my story, but I've always been someone who's questioned the norm. Mm. Like if something doesn't feel right to me, you know, if it doesn't sit well, if my gut's like, "Mm," you know, I don't think that's true or correct for what I believe, then I investigate it more. So after going to school for six years to become a dietitian, I then went back to school to become a functional medicine dietitian, which is just looking at disease and imbalances in the body from the root cause. I know you're so, you know, know what functional medicine is all about. It's about testing and learning more about your individual body And so I went back to school for three more years to become a functional dietitian and always had this like entrepreneurial spirit, 
within myself and always looked up to one of my biggest mentors and advisors, my godfather, who um, was an incredibly successful businessman. And I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but it took a while to actually Mm -hmm. become one, which I'm sure resonates with some of your ladies. Absolutely does. And, you know, that I think often too, when we come from something that's maybe more traditionally in, let's call it like nutrition or dietitian or a medical field, like I've worked with physiotherapists or chiropractors in the past, there's like a lineage of how you grow a career. Like there are steps or there's people who've gone before you, which is like, quote unquote, this is the way it should be done or that it looks, success looks like this in this field. Was that true for you too? Like, was there a model that people are like, oh, this is what you have to do in order to show success in your business? Oh, a thousand percent. It's so Mm. funny. So in dietetics, what they say is you have to be a clinical dietitian first. You have to get quote unquote, like, um, you have to get some experience in that area. And what clinical dietetics is, is literally working in a hospital where in my eyes, there couldn't be a less far from nutrition, health prevention focused model, right. Is in a hospital. And so I did that. Actually, I got quite a few offers coming out of school, which was hard to do. It's hard to do. It's hard to get a job as a clinical dietitian in a hospital, got quite a few offers. And this is where the ballsy Bridget starts coming out is right after school where I got these offers. I didn't take them. I was, you know, negotiating when, when everyone also said, don't negotiate, you can't negotiate. This is your first job. So I was already going against the norm. I took a job actually an hour away. I was a traveling dietitian. So I'd go to different hospitals around New England and I was in that job for like three months Mm -hmm. and I couldn't do it. You know, I was doing what everyone was saying I should do, but I was miserable. You know, I was calculating nutrition needs that people could put in an IV. I was telling people about how to take care of their diabetes when they didn't really care. Mm -hmm. And so it was like this gut feeling of like, I know this is what I quote unquote should be doing, but I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm. And talk to, talk to me about transition from there to where you are today. One, tell the listeners about your business and what you're doing today, but what, what did that transition piece look like for you? Yeah. So throughout grad school, I'd always been a waitress. And so I quit that job knowing I could pick up more hours being a waitress. Mm -hmm. And of course you can understand my family and friends dismay that I had now gone to school for six years to become a waitress. Uh, But it was incredible. I actually, so for the next six months, I did soul searching and was kind of a full-time waitress, made amazing money so much more money than I would have made as a dietitian. I paid off grad school and um, I tried to figure out what I really wanted to do. And I actually sent an email to one of my professors um, and was like, listen, this is what I'm doing. She was in private practice, which meant like she was seeing clients one-on-one in an office. This was like the goal. This was the dream. This was, Mm -hmm. you know, she was the entrepreneur. And I, during this soul searching time, I just sent her an email and said, Hey, this is what I'm up to. You know, 
would you ever consider another dietitian in your practice? Fully not thinking she'd be like, hey, come work for me. But because I put myself out there and maybe someone can resonate with this, putting yourself out there will, you know, ask and you shall receive. It will bring you success. It will bring you results. So I sent this email and I joined her practice. Mm. And so within a year of graduating, I was already in my quote unquote dream job. I was seeing clients in person in a private practice. And I was like, holy crap, I've hit the lottery. Now, as my career, you know, that was eight years ago, as my career changed and shifted, I was doing private practice, but I was also creating my own job within other companies, Mm -hmm. which was really interesting because I saw a need. um, One of those was at a gym. I saw a need to create a clinic at a gym, like actually a doctor, a dietitian, and a personal trainer. And so I created that job that I saw that need for, but I was always building someone else's business. I was like an entrepreneur, you know, I was creating my own job within someone else's business. I was growing their business. And then I moved to a holistic pharmacy and it was like this, I'm going to go in, but not all in. I'm going to be kind of an entrepreneur, but not fully take the risk. What was the tipping point for you? Like at what point in time? I feel like, gosh, we all have this moment. Like there's just a moment where it's like, there's no more, like it is time I'm going all in. What was that moment for you? Because I know some of my dear friends who are listening to this are like at that tipping point right now. What was your experience when you said enough's enough, I'm going all in on me? Yes. Oh my gosh. I can remember it. Like it was yesterday. So March, 2020, Oh, you know the date. I love this even more. (laughs) March 2020, the pandemic hits. And I started working from home. I was seeing clients from home, you know, on Zoom. I previously seen clients, you know, in person. But then the pandemic hits. And it was about six weeks of being at home. So March and April, I was at home seeing clients full schedule. Loved it. I was home with my beautiful golden retriever and my husband, and I could be, you know, pajamas on the bottom, sweater on top. You guys know what I'm talking about when that all hit. I'm doing it right now. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) Samesies. So I was enjoying this time of more freedom of working from home. And the first week of May 2020, I hired a mindset coach mm. who was also an executive business coach, but I did not know that we would move towards this path. And we had our first conversation. Everything was that was making me unhappy was this dream job. And I didn't realize it because it was a quote unquote dream job. I was making six figures as a dietitian, unheard of. And I was, you know, young. I was pretty much had freedom, time freedom, because I was, you know, working from home, location freedom as well. Um, But I didn't have true freedom, which for me as an Enneagram seven is like my biggest core value. So I think 
when this time hits or when this like nudge is really happening for you, you have to figure out like, what are my core values? What do I value so much? And I think that gets you over the edge because that's what got me over the edge is like, yeah, I have freedom, but I don't have true freedom. Mm -hmm. And so May, 2020, literally six weeks after the pandemic hit, I quit my job started my business June 1st, 2020. And my, and went full bore was like, I can freaking do this. I had a mindset coach in my back pocket that I met with every week. I talked to every day. I was doing a lot of inner work. I was doing a lot of investigation, a lot of alignment with my core values and how I wanted to live my life. That's what allowed me to do it. And then my first month in business was $42,000. Full pause. Yeah. And those that are listening, if you've never taken the leap to be an entrepreneur, that is unheard of. Yeah. 42K in your first month. And you thought what? Oh, this is easy. Dang, I got something going here. This works. But let me tell you this, Jackie, and you're going to laugh at this as my friend. I didn't know that until two and a half months later. When somebody said, dang, you made 42K in your first month? Yeah, when I added it up in my Google spreadsheets. (laughs) You didn't even know your numbers. I get it now. Yes. Yes, Yes. I see this. And I realized in two and a half months, I had made six figures. You know, I had made my great salary in two and a half months. The thing that very, a couple family members, you know, warned me about safety. Don't do this is the beginning of the pandemic. I had those people in the back of my head and it was like, I mean, I can get pretty spicy. So in my head, I'm like kind of the middle finger to you. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Don't tell me I can't do it here. I just proved I can. And I proved I can in two and a half months. This isn't like, Hey, I I worked at this thing for a whole year and it finally took off. Right. Which I I would say is more realistic. And I hate to put any sort of parameters on it, but like, I have heard more stories where like, Hey, it took about six months and then we figured it out and it really took off. And then it really kind of hit. And, but to like have it hit and stick right away is a beautiful testament to just like who you are and the energy and the work that you had done. And it's also like an opportunity for you to say like, Hey, it happened for me. So therefore it can happen for you, which I know has been a belief for both of us. Like when we've witnessed other women go first, it's given us permission to step into that belief as well. So I know by you even just offering that perspective of like, Hey, I made 42 K in my first month. That's now available to somebody else to say like, Oh, I can do that too. That's possible now. Yeah. And I know what's so important for you and I both is to have people you know, ahead of us always, you know, mm-hmm. we're, no matter where you and I always are at in our business, I know we will have those really high vibe girlfriend tribe that's saying, Hey, here's what I'm doing or looking up to people who are doing really big things because we can look at them and say, because she can, I can too. But there's also the alternative, which I think keeps people stuck, which says she can do it, but she's different. Yes. And I think that's a really dangerous 
mindset to have Mm. and something that keeps us really stuck in quote unquote unsuccessful. Because I know the reason that I had that $42,000, you know, first month, the reason that I hit my first million dollars in revenue in 16 months was because I had path, oh my golly, purpose, passion, and belief. Mm. I knew exactly the purpose of my business, the purpose of myself in that point in time. I had passion. I had had gut issues. So I wanted to fix other people's gut issues. And then I had belief. I had belief in myself. I had belief that if people hired me, I can freaking do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if someone is thinking about taking that leap, make sure you work on that first. That's what I would say. Believe in yourself because no one is going to pour enough belief into you. Of course, you can have your girlfriends who are like, you're freaking amazing. You rock like we do. But you got to do that for yourself. Yeah, there's so much inner work that goes into pulling those things out and really understanding and asking the deeper, more meaningful questions of like, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I find this belief within myself? How do I build that muscle and that confidence to, I always talk about trusting our guts and trusting mm-hmm. our intuition as women. And like, it is one of our greatest gifts. And here we are obviously talking to like the gut personal girl, the like <laughs> the girl that is all gut, but It is so true. Our gut literally speaks to us in so many ways. And so as women, how can you continue to go inward in order to recalibrate what's available for you externally? Because I was the same. I felt like in a lot of ways I had my quote unquote dream job. I had fit, I'd hit this like executive title at 28 and that had never been done before. And, you know, I was a female in a male dominated industry for a while. Like there's all these like paradigms that I hit. And then I realized that once I hit the quote unquote dream, it didn't feel like I wanted it to feel like. Yeah. And it was that feeling for me that then catapulted me into a whole other discussion of, well, if this isn't it, then what is? Mm-hmm. And really having to do some deep, deep digging into that. Yeah. And I think as growth focused women, you and I never have a, I got there and I'm done. You know, no, we don't. <laughs> and I think that's a fun thing too, because then it allows you to keep growing. You know, when I started my now company that I run got personal, um, one, when I quit my job two and a half years ago, I never knew I would have a business, a CPG brand, you know, physical product brand. I never thought I'd have badass investors like yourself. I never thought I'd be doing this. So it's also like this allowing yourself to grow and evolve and not having everything figured out mm-hmm. when you quit your job. Um, you know, and even my goal to sell gut personal continues to grow as I pour more belief into myself, as I, my team believes more. And I, you know, with your help and your team's help, growing our team of badass women in the right seats, it, it's ever evolving. So when I started gut personal, I was like, Oh, I'm going to sell this puppy for a hundred million dollars. That's tripled in the last year. And I know in my belief and what I'm working on is truly feeling in full belief of that number. Mm. 
I love that. Let's dive in a little bit more about like what you were doing today. So talk about your business. You just heard it here. She's running a multi seven figure business that has evolved time and time again from one-on-one models to group coaching models to now hiring other dietitians to run that model to building a, a, a consumer packaged goods company called Gut Personal, which like side note, I am an investor and it's my favorite, favorite product on the line. I use it every day. And my husband is the gut personal model. In case anybody wants to see that picture, we'll tag it later. We have <laughs> to put that picture on the internet. The first model for gut personal and it's Brooksy. She's um, <laughs> the only one that has a gut personal sweatshirt, including myself. This I don't is, have the, exactly. This is where this is kind of the level of what our supplement covers look like. You open them and it looks like a pharmacy for gut personal products. So we love them. We, we don't only, we literally consume them every day and they have supported our own health, which is so important for both of us as entrepreneurs, as parents to just always feel so good in our skin. I've had my own deep deep traumas I've worked through with gut person, like gut products and gut personal issues that has led me to you and this team and working with you guys. But let's dive into like your actual business today. Tell them what you're doing. What is the company today? Yeah. So when I started my business back in June, 2020, I was doing, like you said, one-on-one coaching. And then later I launched group coaching all within gut health. And I was this solo functional medicine dietitian. And as we've grown in the last two and a half years, we have an incredible lead dietitian, Jillian, who's been with me almost since the beginning. And she sees clients now. And um, then I decided 11-11-2021 to launch Gut Personal. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say the reason why, one big reason why I wanted to do it was this this realization of coming back to my core values again of true freedom, realizing when I was a dietitian, I was just a well-paid employee for my own business. I didn't have a business I could sell. And I realized that was actually a big goal of mine is like, oh, if I want that true freedom where I don't have to, you know, work you know, get paid by the hour. I need to elevate myself as CEO and I wanted to build this business to sell. So that was one of my big motivating factors to launch this physical product line of supplements. And then the other being, holy crap, even though there's so many supplement lines out there, even though it's a saturated market, no one's doing it right. No one's doing it the way we want to be doing it, which is a message of empowerment through education with personalization. And so I saw this huge need and uh, launched Gut Personal. It's evolved. And as the business model of the supplement supplement line evolved, uh, two months ago, we actually decided to combine my services company, which was growing in dietitians, we're using a scalable model of um, hiring more dietitians, giving more dietitians incredible jobs in functional medicine to change women's lives through functional medicine testing virtually um, and coaching. And so now how Gut Personal is, is we have our personalized supplement line 
someone can come in, they can take our quiz, they can um, have a free strategy call with our dietitian to set up just their supplements. Or here's our VIP model where you can come actually work with one of our dietitians. We now have three. Um, and the goal by the time we set sell is to scale to 20 and have in-person so, locations. Um, insider scoop. If you're listening to this and you're a dietitian and ever want to work with Bridget, now's the time to maybe <laughs> take your shot and put your name out there because she's going to be hiring 13 more than that. How many more? 17 more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 17 more dietitians. Let's yes. go. Oh my God. Plug. Yes. Plug oh. for, uh, hiring the right people. Let's yes. go. I love that so much. So yeah, I mean, we have huge goals and it really just made sense to bring the companies together. It's never something I envisioned though. And one of my mentors who I talked about earlier, my godfather, who you know, um, who's in private private equity realm, brought this up to me. You know, he said in, you know, conversation we were having, have you ever thought of bringing them together? Because it, it just makes sense to have as one company. And I want you to know that I didn't just say, yeah, let's do it. Sometimes with like big ass change, like there's resistance and that's okay. You know, maybe it is leaving your job or maybe it is pivoting in your business, whatever it is. If there's resistance, that doesn't mean it's the wrong thing. For me, there were big beliefs of like, well, this isn't what I pitched to the investors. You know, mm. my investors are a huge part of our business. This isn't what I pitched to them. This is, wasn't the idea I brought to them. Um, but then I realized, whoa, whoa, whoa. It does it not only benefit them, it benefits us as a company, which then benefits them. We can sell for a higher number. We get a bigger multiple. Um, we have more revenue. All of these things that an investor might want to know, as well as, it helps our mission to heal women in a way that I healed myself through testing, to heal women in a bigger, bigger, bigger way than just supplements, even though they are so powerful. So um, there was resistance there, but man, we are six weeks in and the company could not be crushing it even more. I love that. And isn't that so true that you know, often for me, the resistance or like some of those gut, gut instincts that show up actually allow me today when I feel them, because I've had so many now today, when I feel them, I'll sit and reflect in that. Mm -hmm. I'll sit and feel into it a little bit more. So it's not this initial yes or no. Sometimes it is, but when mm -hmm. there's a resistance or I'm rubbing up against something that feels uncomfortable, it's like, Ooh, what is this trying to show me? What is this trying to tell me? And I'm curious for you, when you get those pings, what is your own like self-practice to actually navigate the, the emotions around that? Yeah. How do you sit with it and like really determine what it is and what it isn't? Yeah. I think I've used my gut instinct in so many different decisions that I can somewhat feel if it's a ping that this is a yes or no, right? Or there's kind of a different ping of nervousness um, when like limiting beliefs come up. I okay. think a lot of times when um, I have resistance, it's because I don't believe I can do something or I don't believe that, you know, there's a limiting belief coming up about myself 
or my abilities. We all have those. And so one, it's like a different feeling, you know what I mean? A yes or no feels very yes or no, but that like limiting belief, I'm not sure ping kind of feels a little nauseating, kind of feels Mm -hmm. like my subconscious (laughs) is like screaming at me that I can't do it. Something like that. And then if I don't know what it is, taking that ping through breath work, breath work is extremely powerful for me before I got pregnant, I was doing it every day. Um, and now in my second trimester, trying to bring it back after feeling better. Um, but breath work has been so powerful for me and just getting quiet, which is hard for me as a generator. You know, mm-hmm. I like to go, 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 um, make decisions quickly. So the getting quiet, pen to paper, journaling, asking myself questions that I can actually respond to. Why do I feel this way? Um, Why isn't it a full body yes or no? Asking myself questions and journaling through it is really powerful too. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I think so often, you know, people again on the external will look, look at somebody like you and be like, oh, she did it. You know, Mm -hmm. I, there's some undertone of a limiting belief for them. But then the question becomes like, what do I do to understand that limiting belief? You had a mindset coach you talked about, but Mm -hmm. if you're listening, like think about all these tools that Bridget is, is giving you or offering you to maybe go and try that could be hiring a mindset coach that Mm -hmm. could be trying breath work for the first time Mm -hmm. that could be in your own quiet space, putting pen to paper and getting whatever is in your head out. So you can actually see it because sometimes when we see it, we can reflect on it a different way. And whether we see themes or limiting beliefs, we can then go do something with it. Mm-hmm. So these are really tactical tools that you can leverage today to actually dive in and understand what is the underlying belief that's maybe holding me back or tripping me up when I get to that edge, just about to take that leap. And I'm, I'm not fully there yet. Yeah. There's usually a message there. There's usually something underneath all of that. And for me, that's always an ask to go and navigate more. It's yeah. always like a, oh, okay. I'm I'm coming up against another like almost like edge for myself. Here it is. And it feels nauseated. It feels a little bit uncomfortable. And then to give myself permission to have space, I say grace and space a lot. Like I have to give myself permission to hold myself and give myself grace and space to navigate what that actually is. Yeah. So and I, I love that. I think it's so cool that you know, because you and I are so growth focused are so, um, I guess, I guess that's the best way to put it. So growth focused that we come up against edges often. If we're not coming up against an edge often, we're like, oh gosh, are we just plateauing? Did we stall out? (laughs) Yes. And honestly, um, that, you know, growing a CPG company is very different than growing a service focused company. And it's, in some instances, slower growth. And, um, that brought up a lot of those edges for me, a lot of discomfort, a lot of, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I don't hit 5 million in my first year, what does that mean about me? But it's this investigation. And I love that. It's a chance for you, um, to be able to like go inward and I love when that happens now. I'm like, Ooh, I feel a little nauseous, you know, um, about this <laughs> next both. step. What has 
Looking at 2023, what has been one of the edges you've hit so far? Have there been any mindset things that have shown up already this year for you? Yes. I mean, you've been heavily involved in one of the biggest, which is building my team and having the right people in the right seats. Um, And so, yeah, we just hired a new director of marketing and growth. And um, really trying to find that right person, the right fit um, was, I mean, was a lot of work. I mean, on your team's end, of course, like actual work, but a lot of inner work for me of like, okay, what have we done in the past? What do we not want to repeat? And who do we really need this person to be um, Mm -hmm. in the business at this point? Because you and I have had many conversations of, what does gut personal need now and next year, but not what does gut personal need five years from now, uh, which is where I love to go, right? What does gut personal need when we're a hundred million in revenue? That's so fun. It but, is fun to create that. And yeah. what are the stepping stones to get there? So core and so key to almost reverse engineer it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, it's been fun, but it's definitely been an edge of, me stepping into a way bigger leadership role. You and I were just talking about being leaders of our teams. And, you know, yes, for almost a decade, I've been a leader, quote unquote, but now running a team, you know, of five of us full time, Mm -hmm. many, many dozens of contractors, it's requiring me to step into a bigger version of myself all while in the next six months, I will also become a mom. So I'm so excited about, I get to be like a pseudo auntie in this role. Oh uh, yeah. Full on auntie. Um, So it's a really cool spot and there's going to be so many edges for me in the next six months that I'm truthfully looking forward to. Thank you for sharing so openly and being honest about that. Um, I'm curious for you, if you're talking to a woman who is on that fence, she's mm-hmm. kind of coming up against that edge and there's some undertone of fear. There's some undertone of let's call it worthiness, mm-hmm. you know, or, um, lack of abundance. Will I make as much if dot, dot, dot. Yeah. What's your message to her? Well, I think people always go to the worst case scenario when they're thinking about this, right? Like what's the worst case scenario? I'd love for you to ask yourself and get into the energy of what's the best case scenario. You know, it's not toxic positivity. You don't want to go all the way. Like everything's always going to be okay and out positive everything, but what's the best case scenario and start thinking about that. What could my day really look like? What could my year look like? I could travel. I could take time off. So think about the best case scenario. And for God's sakes, hire a coach in whatever you need to get you there. You know what I mean? Invest in yourself. I remember quitting my full-time job and I invested, I think, five grand in my first mindset coach. And at the time, it was a lot of money and it is still a lot of money. But since then, I've always invested in the coach or the the person or the team that I needed to get me there. And I'm not afraid to do it because I know if I invest in the right person to help support me or the best coach or the best mastermind for me at the time, that is going to come back tenfold. And I have that belief. So invest, 
and find someone, whether it's a mindset coach, a breathwork coach in something that you need and just realize that you're the only person holding yourself back mm-hmm. in that, you know, even if you have that quote unquote dream job, if it's really not truly your ultimate dream, like why waste the day? Why, why live another tomorrow? Like living in your worst case scenario. Yeah. And it's never guaranteed. If I've learned anything in my own experience in life, it's tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And we so often plan for tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow I'll start the health journey. Oh, tomorrow I'll start thinking about what I'll do when I really step into my passion. There's a lot of, I'm saying tomorrow, it could be Monday or next year, but we're pre-planning these things that we innately know are our gifts or that we want to do so wholeheartedly. And through my journey, which I've shared very openly about my brain tumor, like that was my first time being faced with mortality. Like we just don't know. And so Mm -hmm. if anything, my message is always like we have right now, we have right now in the relationships with, with each other, with ourselves, we have right now and the choices we make. And really at the end of the day, there's action and inaction, mm-hmm. right? And I know for myself, I know for you to be that just living in action, continuing to push that forward gives us lived experiences that allow us to reflect yeah. and then make pivots or changes based on those experiences. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. Beautiful. In I think too, it's not just in your business, right? It's like in your personal life and you and your hubby have shown that to me and my husband in our personal life is like, we are ready to make plans with each other. You know, we, when I don't just get pregnant out of the blue. Um, (laughs) We love that you're pregnant. It's great. We, we can't wait for our kids to babysit your kid. (laughs) (laughs) It does, it does, did throw, throw a little wrench in travel plans. Um, but like doing, taking action on the personal side of things too, not just business, you know, like making the time for people you really care about and you want to see and um, making that trip across country or making plans with your besties that you haven't seen in a year or six months or 10 years, you know, like really filling your life with things that fulfill you more. And if that's also like creating a new business, then take action on that for sure. I love it. B, you and I could talk for hours on so many different topics. We will have you back on the show to do deeper dives in different areas of interest. Where can people learn more about gut personal about you as a leader and just follow the journey along with you? Yeah. So I'm Bridget Malley on Instagram. Um, We also have, of course, a gut personal Instagram, which is fun. Lots of education. We do a lot of free workshops and trainings. And if you want to take our quiz, which is super accurate, because I created the quiz after almost a decade working with clients and you want to start a supplement regimen, you want to add supplements into your routine, ones that are personalized for you that make you feel great. Go take the quiz at gutpersonal.com. And I know you have a code, so you can link that discount code. I'll link it all up in the show notes so that everybody has that highly recommend hopping on gutpersonal.com though. Cause again, the whole intention is personalized gut supplements. So they really do look at a lot of holistic 
things that are custom to you and create the plan for you. And then of course, I always say, if you want to go deeper, I've done all the testing with Jillian and Bridget and her team. It really does get you a deeper dive. So if you've been in the health journey for a while and you're like, I really need personalized help, reach out because they do that as well. But B, I love you. Thank you for being on this show. It would not be a Women Who Inspire Me series without you. You push the agenda and you do it with your heart open and you do it in a place from true alignment and really cultivating relationships, connectivity, and a business that you love. And so I'm so honored to call you a friend and just so dang proud of you as well. Thank you. Love you. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next time on the Jackie Service Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show.